Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup! Ruck Up Buttercup podcast can be found on all your favorite streaming location. As well, we are now available on Reese Across America Radio on Fridays at 11 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word Re. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ruck Up Buttercup. We are just going to chat today. It's been a while since we've had just a fun girl chat, and today we wanted to get a chance for you to get to know us a little bit better, and we'd love for you to join us on our social media and join the conversation because today we're going to be talking about just hobbies and hobbies and things that we like to do. Um, obviously, at some point in this, we're going to get into books because if you know me and Ashley, that's our hobby, our main hobby, but there's a lot of really cool hobbies. So I want to kind of, we'll just start with some of the other things that we both enjoy to do. Well, yeah. And I think hobbies is a great thing to do for a military spouse because we move so much and we meet so many new people that we can learn new hobbies that we never thought we would be able to do. Like I would love to learn how to crochet. And so, and I have so many friends that can do it. So like, I'm just got to find the time to be like, Hey, can you come over and teach me? I think that's like kind of a perk of being a military spouse. Is well, that... it's, a, it's an easy way to make friends, right? If you have yeah. a hobby that's you automatically find people that you're familiar with that are going to want to do the can... same things. You're not stuck yeah, doing things they liked with. Yeah. It's yeah. On top of me, a good way to yeah. start. <laughs> I think that's too. Like if you are ever kind of like, I'm having a hard time making friends, think about the things that you like to do. Like, do you like to hike? Do you like to craft? Do you like to read? Do you like to cook, bake, whatever it is? And then kind of put the failures out for like, hey, like I want to go do a cooking class. Who wants to go with me? Or I want anyone want to get together for wine night and craft. Um, I feel like that's a great way to find people that you can mesh with yeah. rather than say, hey, I'm brand new here. Who wants to be friends? Like find somebody that can vibe with a little bit better by like introducing yourself or showing like, hey, these are my hobbies. Um, yeah, and I think that there's a lot of spouse groups already established. I know at least here at Stuttgart, they have the spouses group, whatever it's called. And they have each little subcategory for all those things. They even have like whiskey to tours. They go out and do tastings of whiskey. Like, so there's lots of ways to do that. Even if you don't want to start something, because I know that that, especially at a new place when you don't know places, it's hard to start a group because you're like, oh yeah, yeah let's meet up for coffee. Coffee's my thing but you don't know where any of the coffee shops are like, that's not going to be super easy to do. So no. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I definitely wish that I had found some of these groups a lot sooner than I did. Um, here at Fort Liberty, Fort Bragg. Um, and it, it's interesting because like now I have like all these other people that like are just now coming into my circle because we've connected on our hobbies. And what's great about hobbies is it changes. Like, you know, we had this conversation, maybe in another podcast or something, or maybe just between the two of us, but, you know, we both loved books growing up and then we kind of like fell out of it. And then you started getting back into books and you're just like, you have to read, you have to read these series. And I was like, "Mm, I just don't have time to read. But then I was just like, no, I need to make time for the things that I really enjoy. Like I loved reading growing up. 
Um, that was a huge part of who I was. And so I was like, I need to make time. Like I had had a hobby that I just didn't like, wasn't bringing joy to my life anymore. Like I was making like tumblers and decals and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, I loved it at the beginning, but then after a while, it just started to stress me out. Like I was like, this is not enjoyable anymore and I don't want to do it, but I need to replace it. Like I need to find something else that brings joy. And I think that's what's important about a hobby is it should bring you joy. It should bring you comfort, help you relax. Well, it should give you some sense of identity. I think that's some of the thing is like as spouses, especially now we talked about in the past couple episodes, I I can't work over here. So my identity in what it used to be isn't there anymore. And so then I have to think about like, how am I doing things for myself? Because we were talking about before I got on. I feel like all I do is clean all day long. We have a big house and all I do is sit around the house and clean and that sucks. So it's like, you got to find hobbies that like in between cleaning, I go and read or I'll go do my bullet journal, which is one of my favorite hobbies, which just crafty. It's fun. I know. I love that you do that. I think I'm too OCD for, I think you would love it. I think you just have to start. That's the biggest thing is if you were to look at the beginning of my bullet journals, like from when I first started doing it, it was just lists and it looked like crap. But now you, See, I decorate I'm it and so, so OCD about like my handwriting stuff. Like I, first off, I hate my handwriting Um, for someone who's super crafty, who's always been like in the artsy, like stuff, my handwriting is just atrocious. Like, and then, and then it's never the same. Like I'm between like half cursive, half like regular like writing and it's just everywhere and but it bothers me to see it like if I'm trying to make something visually like appeasing like a calendar and stuff so I've always wanted to do bullet journaling I think it looks so pretty and it's fascinating to love I love everything that you've been doing like you've been sharing photos and I'm like that's so cute like I wish I could do that and I know I should try it it's not a huge commitment like, it's like five dollars for a notebook and some pens yeah I should just get it and then just try it but then I'm like like if I make one mistake, like I'm not even kidding. If there's one mistake, I'm just like, no, no. Like, like that was like my calendar. Like I went through that whole calendar thing when you were doing your calendar thing. And I was like, Ooh, like I can make it all pretty and then make one mistake. And I'm like, I'm not I'll even give you a it. new, a new one. I don't know if you've heard of it. I learned it off of TikTok is notion. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm moving all my stuff digital to notion because you can customize every single aspect of it. Like I obviously so those viewers won't be able to see this. But it's also an app. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to use on your uh, computer. But this is, where's my camera? This is my Notion. So it's got my notebook. It's got beautiful pictures. I have lists for like my job, for homeschooling, for the podcast, but all these different lists and they open up. So like, here's like my housework chores. And down here I have like a list of the things that I want to do each day to keep up on tasks. So it's like a bullet journal, but digital. And it's like my new, it's hard at first. Cause it definitely, you have to sit there for like hours to kind of customize and like it. To organize and customize it. Yeah. But yeah. I have a running to-do list in here. I have a calendar in here. I have just a photo, like a section where I can just dump everything out of my mind into it. And it's amazing. <laughs> like it is like the digital version of bullet journaling. So I even yeah. have a travel section in here. So I've been putting like my pictures in that travel section and then like, right. you can like scrapbook in it. You can add stickers and pictures and. Okay. I'm going to have to go look at that. So you know, sure. you can't mess it up. And it's like, so yeah. I try to like, See, that's I my, thing. my bullet like, journal yeah. for like my scrapbooking stuff. Cause I want to keep like, like the pink tickets from the other night are going to, I want to keep mm-hmm. that stuff, 
but this is going to be so much easier for like keeping to-do lists and not worrying about crossing things off or writing things and wrong just or not getting the to-do list yeah. done, which is super irritating when I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I had that on that day. And so that's yeah. kind of a fun or way like to you, do it. Or like you cross off like four or five things and then you're just like, that bothers me. So then you rewrite your list and then you're just like, feel like it's never things are crossed off because you keep rewriting it. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Um, but I also love like, you still journal though, right? Like you still write like daily. Yeah, I was not using like, that. that was another thing. It's more like a scrapbook anymore. But yeah, at the end of my bullet journal for the month. So at the beginning, I have like all my habits and all that stuff. And then I have like, I start day by day, just writing like a little bit each day. Some days it's like, oh, today, like today will be like, oh, I sat at home and cleaned all day. It wasn't really exciting. And it'll just be a couple of lines. But then like, I'll have a whole page for pink where I have the, the ticket is stapled in there. I have a picture of me and Kara at the concert and stickers all over it. And then, you know, journaled throughout the whole thing, which it's really cool. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've always wanted to journal too, but again, I think more me is like, I have a hard time putting words onto paper. Like I can literally give you a monologue. We all know this. I can monologue all day long, but if I put it, like if I have to type it out or write it out, like, I'm just kind of like, what the, what, what was I going to put down? Like, I don't even remember. I kind of write it like as a letter to my kids. Cause I feel like I'm never going to go back and read this stuff really likely, but if I were to pass away, it's something that they would be able to go back and look and like, what was mom thinking? What yeah. was mom feeling on those days? And I, I would treasure something like that for my grandparents. Absolutely. Yeah. They would treasure that. So you saying that makes it a little bit like, oh, like, yeah, I could easily write like, you know, today we had so much fun. Like, you know, this is what I enjoyed about our day with together as like, I was writing it to my kids. That's an interesting take on it. It's really nice. I- yeah. Cause I feel like if something were to happen, they have this whole, and I've done it for years, right? So they have all this planners and everything. Even in my planner, I used to do that every day would write a journal entry in there. And so it's like, they'll have for years of memories, things that, especially as they're young, they don't remember themselves. They'll see pictures, but they don't remember. And this gives them that opportunity to be like, oh, well, this is what actually happened. I remember seeing that picture on my mom's social media when she posted about it or talked about it, but this is what was actually happening that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I take so many photos. Um, Jeremy gets, my husband gets so annoyed. He's like, why can't you just be present? I was like, because I remember doing all these things as a kid, you know, growing up as a military kid and living overseas and stuff like that, that I don't have all those photos that I can go back and look at and, you know, be like, oh, that was when we went there and things like that. There's some, but there's not a lot. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, as well as I don't remember having photos to look of, of my dad when he was gone. And I know my kids love to look at photos of dad when he's gone. Like, you know, oh yeah, we did this on this date. Or why wasn't dad with us on that, on that trip? Because, well, because dad was here. So it's a great reminder of, you know, where we've been and where we're going. Yeah. Um, I love documenting everything. I mean, we, we have a vlog now that anybody watches it, but it's honestly just for us because my kids sit there at Christmas time. So the main time that we do it is around the last month of the year. We do vlogging every day and my kids will sit there at Christmas time and rewatch the years before. And it's so cute to just watch That's little babies. And, thing though. Yeah. And they, they have that documented and we do something, you know, like our travels, we tend to do vlogs on and I want them to have that so that they can remember because my parents recorded us, but they're all on like VHS and Lord knows if we'll ever see them again. So like yeah. it's, super cool to have it on digital format and I'm sure YouTube will be there forever whether it's popular or not but we can still go up there and watch the videos when we want to and so I I think documenting is so important 
especially as military families, I think like if something were to happen, like you would have these memories that are visual and there all the time. Yes. And I think that's really important. And I think like, especially now that like we've, we've entered a completely different era from when we were young spouses, young kids, young spouses going up, like we didn't have all these TikTok and, you know, Facebook. Now I will say, don't rely on social media to hold your, your memories because it's really quickly to lose. Like, you know, my Facebook got hacked a couple years ago and I lost everything. So yeah, don't do that. Yeah. I think I need to invest and figure out how much it costs to just like print all my albums. Cause that would be super nice if we could just print a whole big old book and then not have to worry about losing it anywhere. Well, I, you know, or at least back it up somewhere. Like I actually got really happy yesterday because the other day, because I was, um, kept on getting a notification from my Gmail that my, my storage was running out. And I was like, okay, like, let me go clean up my personal one because it's really just junk mail. And I guess at some point I started backing it up. I, I imported, no, I imported all of my photos from Facebook and I have probably recovered 60% of the photos that I lost. Um, There's still a lot missing from like my pregnancy and pregnancy photos and like some of the kids early like baby photos. But between like myself and my mother-in-law who like saved everything, thank God, I have a lot of those photos back now. But I don't have any of like my blogging that I did with that though. Like I don't have any of the like, you know, today you turn one month old and this is what you're doing. Like I don't have any of that. I have obviously my memories, but I mean, we all know that our memory is shot after a while when we keep up with everything. So, like, I don't remember, like, you know, every single detail. And that's the sucky part because, you know, it took one really bored person person. (laughs) to bring down my Facebook and my Instagram because they were connected and um, losing everything. And then so um, make sure you have those sentimental things backed up for sure. But I mean, like. I feel like hobbies nowadays in terms of social media, like that's a, that's a hobby to a lot of people like TikToking. Like I still wish I could get my, like the grasp on it. Like I try so hard. Um, <laughs> I don't like, know how to go viral. I do it for myself anymore. Cause I'm like, yeah. you know, every single one of my videos gets like 50 views. I'm like, what is the yeah. point? Well, like right now it's just Claire, like, you know, Claire, she's like, I really, cause she's all about the TikTok dances right now. And so, and if you're listening, you don't know who she is. She's my five-year-old. And she is just like, mom, I want to do this. She got all dressed up for the 4th of July. And she's like, I want to do Pretty Girls Walk like this. And I was like, fine. So I played the song and she just did this little dance. And my God, she's the cutest little thing ever. Uh, But like, yeah, it's pretty much just her (laughs) on my TikTok. I'll never understand the algorithm anyways. It's like, what is that? I have over 3,000 people that follow me, but (laughs) 40 people see the videos. It's like, what does that mean? If they're following me and only 40 people are seeing it, I have no idea. But I I do think it's fun. And I kind of, instead of doing YouTube videos, I've been doing a lot of our like travel stuff on there instead because it's it's easy. It's three minutes. I don't have to actually sit and edit. Yeah. And I feel like that's a great platform for you to do that because- that is where so many people are are doing it nowadays on their their blogging like you know um for those also that listen that don't know I also work for my family business which is a tourist attraction um in North Carolina and I have I have influenced all their time reaching out and saying like hey like you know would you 
allow us to ride for X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like you have this, yes, we need more people like eyes on us. Like, and it's a great marketing tool. Um, and it's a fun way to spend your time. Like if you're traveling, why not give your recommendation or record it or say, Hey, like we like this, but we didn't like this, but this is why we like, I always like hope people put like, this is why we didn't like it because a, you know, maybe our family just, that wasn't their vibe or something like that. Um, but I think that like, you know, going back to the hobby topic, like having one, I think is really important to make you keep sanity, like just making sure that you stay sane during the crazy stress that the military life brings. Yeah. You were mentioning that you wish you'd join groups, but I think the problem was COVID killed all those groups. And I know that because the book club that you're in now, I was part of, but it never did anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that that's a lot of the groups just unfortunately, and it's just starting over basically because yeah. at that time everybody had moved also. So but I think like finding your group, like if you don't feel like you're meshing with the group, it's okay to either like find a different group or create your own or, or do something. Um, cause there's several book clubs here at Fort Bragg. Um, some are newer, there's one that I feel here is very, um, judgy, but that's just my opinion. So, um, and then there's the one that I'm currently a part of that I really enjoy. Um, and you know, it, it's only been since February, January timeframe that it's starting to kind of pick up. I mean, last book club was something else. (laughs) (laughs) I've never actually been part like active in any book clubs because I just feel like, I read very different books. Like sometimes I get into the series, but I just read random books most of the time. So it's like hard for me, especially when they pick ones that are just super trendy, because a lot of times I don't like the trendy books. And so then it's like, I don't really want to read them. (laughs) Like they always read the the most popular books, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's why I like this book club too, because like we decided that we're going to pick two, like we're going to pick one pick was going to be kind of that like admin pick. So like the admin team was going to pick a book and then there would be a pull up for like the group to pick and it's been kind of nice because there's been kind of two different genres majority of the time um like I think this this month is a fantasy um so this month we're reading fourth wing which is I'm all I'm the hype of that book that book is so good um and then the other book is the housemaid which I think is like a thriller Mm -hmm. type of book um which I haven't read that one yet, but it's, it's, it's really nice to have like the two options. And I've read some books outside of my comfort zone, um, that I normally wouldn't pick up that some of them I enjoyed and some of them I'm like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't my thing, but you know, another book down type of thing. Yeah. I think book clubs are the easiest one for hobbies. I don't know. Like you said with the crocheting, I think there's a lot of people that do that. I just don't know. I know when I was at Schofield, which is like our first duty station, so I was tiny, I ended up going to some knitting crocheting group randomly and would go to their things, but I didn't know how to knit or crochet. So most of the time I just was like hanging out, but yeah, I, I'm assuming it exists still. Yeah. I feel like there's, I mean, or like craft groups or just people in general. I know like when we lived in Alaska, like one of my favorite hobby groups I've been a part of, and it was actually like a it was a hobby group, but it was also like a mom support group. So it was the baby wearing like mamas 
of Anchorage. And so um, we would meet up once a week where we would just meet up, try on different baby carriers, help new moms, like learn how to carry in different carries, mom, like support, stuff like that. And then the other meeting or two meetings would be, we would go on a hike and um, which was great because then, you know, you could get out and about with other, with other people and go hiking. You don't really want to go hiking alone in Alaska. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, but I loved hiking. I love hiking. Like I'm really excited to be able to go hiking again when we move up to Virginia because um, I really enjoy just getting out into nature and enjoying just the beautifulness of like, that's one of my favorite holidays, but it's very hard to do when the closest hiking trail here is 35, 45, an hour. <laughs> like, the ones that are close hot. by are so hot. <laughs> like, it's like, no, thank so you. Hot. And so I, I don't do a lot of hiking here unless I go up to the mountains. And then usually I'm tagging along the kids by myself. And I personally don't like taking the kids by myself because A, my kids are younger. B, I hate carrying my kids. Yeah. <laughs> so like when they were little, I didn't mind putting them in like the hiking backpack. But now that they're too big for that, it's just like. It's mostly yeah. just complaining and they want snacks. And we went on a really long hike recently and that was like, the hike was Your to get older than mine. <laughs> I was like, you can't. They're like, I'm so hungry. I'm like, I know, but that's the point. You're supposed to be hungry. And they always get hungry right at the beginning of the hike or like maybe 10 minutes and you're like, you just ate. Yeah. <laughs> like you just ate. Yeah. My kids ate breakfast and then we were hiking out to do pancakes, which is like one of the big hikes around the area that I live and it was like you have to hike to the end I'm like I'm not giving you snacks on the way that's I didn't bring snacks or anything okay. <laughs> no especially when you were hiking to food like yeah we were hiking to the cafe and it wasn't even like uphill it was like just a pretty flat nice pretty flat walk. yeah I was still, like my kids have gotten a little bit better but like the last couple hikes we've done, like been hike hikes, have been to like waterfalls, and so they get really excited because they get to go play in the water at the end. So they're really like really great about it. Um, Claire totally fell asleep on our last hike on Jeremy's shoulders, and it was so funny and so cute. But she was like four, so she was tiny, and that was a lot. Of- we ended up hiking like five miles. So yeah, is that the like- hike you took me on. Yeah, <laughs> it was a long hike. It was the exact hike. That was outrageous. <laughs> so yeah, that hike was. I thought it was only like a two and a half mile hike round trip and lo and behold it was At like a five mile yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was you know I mean we were all like jumping in yeah but like doing it one time the second time it was easy breezy because I was like yeah we're almost there <laughs> you said we're almost there the entire way we we're like uh sure <laughs> that hike was fun though yeah it I do a lot of hikes here too most of them end up being at castles so I think it's enough of an excitement to keep my kids going (laughs) straight up I love doing that when we lived overseas like that was one of my favorite things to do was to go on hikes and explore the castles um I love history though like that's another one of like my hobbies I wish I had more time to actually invest in that like you know doing like family history and things like that but I have too much going on right now. I'm hoping like when we move to Virginia and I have a little less on my plate with like all FRG stuff and all that stuff is going to be going away. So I'm hoping I'll have more time to kind of focus on that over the couple, the next couple of years. But like even just history, like anytime we go someplace, I'm like, let's go to the museums or let's go check out the historical sites. Like it's, it's always been something I've been interested in. 
And I think that's also really important to like nurse things that you're interested in. Like, you know, you might not have time for it now, but try to find time for it in the future. Yeah. No, history is cool too. I, that, I think that's why I love Europe is we get to go to all these really, really cool buildings. And there was some cool things there at Bragg too. I think the, one of the cool things that we did and you should do before you move is the Indian burial grounds that are just west of Southern Pines. Uh, if you go out t- towards 85, there's Indian burial grounds. And we took the kids there for their history last year for homeschooling stuff. And it was really cool. They have a really cool museum with a bunch of Indian artifacts. And then there's a whole area out there where supposedly Indians were buried underneath there. I mean, there's some huts and stuff that are supposedly from the time. I'm not really sure if that's actually accurate, but it was a cool thing. And then we try to do our history. That's pretty much how we do homeschool history, though, is just mm-hmm. going to places. I don't I don't see the point of textbooks to the extent of what we did it in school. Cause I'm like, man, I don't remember any of that stuff because it was boring and you were required to read it. Mm-hmm. Where if we go and do it, I'm so much sure that they're going to remember that stuff. So, yeah. Well, and I just think it's important too, because like there's so much that the history textbooks don't actually like tell you on. So it's really nice to, but it's also really nice to put you know like like for instance growing up like we learned about world war one and world war two when you get to go see these locations it really puts it into a different perspective like oh yeah like i read about this and i saw a photo but going and actually seeing normandy beach or any of the other like historical like locations it's it it's mind-blowing to be completely honest like you know i i hope everybody in their life at least gets to like you know even going to like um the twin towers in new york mm-hmm. like just seeing the ground where that stood when we were all i mean i was in middle school when that happened i remember it vividly and right yeah middle school mm-hmm. and like going and visiting the site was very sombering it was very like yep like made it real like, we know it was real, but it just kind of sinks in, like, just an inch more, and you're just like, wow. like Right, yeah. So, and I, I think not everybody can afford to do Europe. I mean, if you yeah. get stationed over here, obviously do that, because it's super cool. I know there, I always see that post, like, should we go Oconus? It's like, absolutely do that. It's three years. It's so not a major places- commitment. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many places stateside that you can see, like, historical. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, for Bragg, East Fort Coast, Liberty alone. Like- yeah. Like, you know, anywhere on the East Coast, you're going to see, like, everything from, like, the Civil War. You know, if you were Fort Bragg, Fort Liberty, go down to Fort Fisher. Mm-hmm. Like, check out that battleground area down there. Oh, like, cool. you, know, you know, there's there's a battleship. Go check out the battleship and see, like, you know, way our ancestors lived back in the past. Like, back in the past. And it's, it's just so cool. Like, I... I I think history is a great way to remind us. And if it's a hobby that you're interested in, it's, it's, it's super fun to kind of look back and look at our mistakes, look back on like what we did good. And then, you know. Yeah. It's good to know history. (laughs) Like so that it doesn't get repeated. And I think that's something that was really different from the last time we lived here in Europe is they actually talk about their history a lot more than Mm -hmm. they ever did before. It was always pretty like, just mm-hmm. don't say the words, don't talk about yeah. this. And now they have, I don't know when they started requiring it, but they have plaques in front of every city hall that like shows yeah, the people that died, which is crazy. 
Yeah, um, I remember that. And, you know, Jeremy's been, Jeremy's gone over to um, Europe a couple of times the past two years for um, these, those shooting competitions. And he was saying the same thing. He's like, I'm really kind of surprised on like how open and how much history is preserved here. Um, he's like, you know, I would have kind of thought some spaces, these would be kind of trying to like hush hush, but they're like really like excited to share this with people. And I was like, well, you are in Holland and Belgium. So, I mean, it's a little, it's a little different than if you went to maybe a different country, but um, you were saying that like not that long ago in a podcast that you, that they like had started like sharing yeah. all that stuff. And I think that's really interesting so that people can know like, Hey, this many people died in this town. Like, this is why we can't let another world war happen. Yeah. And I think that's it. And I think it's sad because I think Germany, even till not maybe even recently, lost a lot of tourism from all that, obviously, but like are still kind of having issues with people coming, which is crazy because Germany's gorgeous. It has everything. And even though that, like when people come to visit us, like we're going to visit my uncle in Paris because they just didn't really have an interest in going to Germany, which is crazy to me. I'm like, oh my gosh. Now that you say that, I do think that like anytime family came over to visit us, they wanted to go to somewhere. They wanted to go to Italy. They wanted to go to France. They wanted to go somewhere else. And as someone who's lived there for a long time, Germany is a very pretty country. Like, you know, there's a lot to offer. Um, like they have bad Germany. history, but they've learned from it, yeah. and it's nothing like yeah. that at all. It's, I but honestly I mean, think Germany of all the European countries is the most similar to America. Yeah, but I was like, what country doesn't have like a bad yeah. history? Like, yeah. if you really truly think about it, like what country doesn't have a dark past somewhere along Absolutely. their line? Yeah. So you know, it, the only way people are going to be past that is to kind of focus on the now. And yeah. And I like to read books about that, that time period, yeah. because you kind of realize it. a lot of what it was, wasn't people that wanted to be involved. <laughs> they were just, mm-hmm. if they didn't get involved, their family died, they died. Yeah. So yes. it's the people weren't bad people. Obviously it was just the force. That's just what it is. I mean, that's military in general, I guess you think about it, like some things that our like military me. does, people probably don't think is great, but oh, it's, yeah. it's just their job. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, books, you're, like you said, books are an easy hobby to get into because it's something that you can do with a group of people and talk about it. And it's something you can do on your own if you are more of a introvert. And, you know, I think there's so, some of the things that spouses come up with, like they make and stuff like that. I'm like, we are a group of people that shouldn't be taken lightly because like some of the things that people do I'm just like where'd you come up with that like that's genius or the military spouses who write books we've had so many on the show and there's always like a list of people that want to come on the show talk about their books the amount of military spouses who are authors kind of blew my mind like so the book that I'm current I'm reading I'm reading a few books right now but like the one I'm currently like kind of obsessing over is fourth wings which is written by Rebecca Yaros and she's a military spouse. And I didn't realize she was a military spouse until I like looked her up on TikTok and I was like, Oh no, no, that's not even true. The first time I realized she was a military spouse was her dedication page in fourth wing to her husband. Um, and I was just like, Oh, well that's cool. But it's, it's nice to know that like, if you're a military spouse, you, you can still, reach your dreams. Like if you want to be an author or you want to be a professor, some 
professional, like, I mean, some of the influencers I follow on TikTok who are like really like well-known are military spouses. Yeah. And so like you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. We may have a little bit more bumps in the road than other people may have because of like moving or, you know, having to balance your time because your significant other is deployed or gone and you have kids and whatnot. There's still, there's still that opportunity. And then you already know that you're going to have the support of the military spouse community, because I do feel like we do a really good job of hyping up other military spouses. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that in a podcast a couple back where we were just like, oh, if you start a business, you're going to have tons of customers as long as you market to the military because we like to support one another. So, well, not only that, but like families of military families mm-hmm. want to support military families. Yeah. So, because um, what was it? Was it Spousely? Someone like recommended Spousely. Um, and I don't know if that, if we recommended put that on there, but like, that was a great place for like, um, for military spouses who make things to like sell it and every, everything's on there is a, um, military spouse. And I think that's a great program. And it's, it's so great. Like I said, it's so crazy to see what these, what military spouses come up with, whether it's to better military life for military families or just finding their like niche in finding something that keeps them busy and it gives them a piece of some control over our crazy life. Um, whether that's owning a small business or I don't know what it is, but you know, having a little control over something, whether it's just a hobby where you can be like, yep, I know for 30 minutes a day, I can read a book and I can control that. Or if it's having like that small business or joining a group of something, I think can give, a lot of power to a person if they just choose to do that. Yeah, for sure. So we can talk about books because Ashley and I, uh, we were talking about it. It's kind of crazy that over the years we've changed from not really, I mean, I've always read, but it was never to the extent of what I read now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we do read a lot of books, so we can talk about some of our favorites for the year. Well, I actually definitely have to give you props for getting me back into books because you're 100% the person who got me back into books. Um, Cause like I like I said, growing up I was really into books, and then in college I read a lot, and then after college it kind of just started dwindling. Yeah. Like it just like I might read a book, book or two a year, give or take, and um and I've always missed it, and I just but I always just just like I don't have time. Like I have to worry about the kids, or I have to worry about this, and so I had, you have to change that mindset. Like you, like it's a mindset change. Like, and it's, it's easier than it used to be because you can yeah. listen to books. You can get a Kindle so, app on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. Cause like I do majority of my reading is audibles. Um, just because I'm in the car a lot or I'm working. So I'll throw my AirPods in and listen to the book while I'm working and stuff. So like that's in my work, I don't have to like, it's, not like a lot of mind concentration. So I can listen to a book while I'm making graphics or something like that. So, um, but yeah, no. Um, how many books have you read this year? I'm so at far? 31. Oh, I think you're ahead of me. Hang on. I'm at, I'm at 28. 
but when I finish these three, I have, I'm reading currently three right now. Me too. See, that's insane to me. So like I used to read and it would be like, I would finish a book and then I would like take a couple months off. I would read it, you know, five or six books a year, yeah. but it's just like, so oh, I, that book. Is- now I don't have to read for a while. Now it's like, what book can I be reading at the same time? Like I always have a nonfiction and a fiction at least. And then it seems yeah. to be like one audio, audio so that I have. Yeah. So right going. now I have I have two on Audible and the only reason I have two, because normally I try to just keep it to one and then move on. But one of the books I'm reading is a little spicy. And so um, I couldn't listen to it in the car because yeah, my husband has a new hobby. He got a motorcycle this past weekend. So um, he stole my AirPods. And so I couldn't listen to that one on our road trip back. So I had to find another book to listen to. So I started listening to another Audible book. So now I'm halfway through both books. So I'm just kind of like going in between each book. Um, actually, technically, I think I'm reading four. I am reading four, but I paused one book so I could read Fourth Wing um, because that was book club or book. Yeah. Um, what's been your favorite so far this year? This year? Let me look at the books that I finished. Um, for nonfiction, for sure, was um, Everybody Fights by the Holderness family. If you guys watch YouTube and you've seen the parodies from the Holderness, uh, oh, Everybody Fights was prime. It was so good, especially really? in as military families, I think. I mean, they're not military, but like the connection and learning how to fight properly, because it's basically they just they've had therapy and they talked about their therapy sessions and like how you're supposed to fight, right? It's unnatural to be in a relationship, a marriage for as long as we all are and not fight. That would be absolutely asinine. So they go on and they have a like five or six different tips on how to fight better and like how to fight fairly with your spouse instead of doing the things that we all do, like giving each other the cold shoulder and not talking for weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. But you know what? It's been perfect since that. And if you listen to other podcasts, you might know what I'm talking about, but um, it's it's been real good since we had the talk, a little talk, a talk. But um, <laughs> but as nonfiction, that that has and it, I highly recommend listening to it because you get not only the words, but you get their commentary and then like their jokes, and you can and hear when so they're actually funny. crying when they're reading parts, like how genuinely they felt when they were writing this book while also reading the book. Um prime prime book if you need something like that if you're even if you have a great relationship or you're getting married actually I honestly think this would be the best book to read as an engaged couple together to start out on the right foot (laughs) nice that's yeah what about I I only read one one book in that genre everything else is fantasy you gotta pick them up so, that's what I those are the ones that I get from Libby so I always I, just pick like go in and select yeah. nonfiction audios and listen so I actually read Courtney Boyer's um book she was on our podcast not that long ago and so not tonight honey um and it was really interesting just to kind of see the statistics and um you know it it was a book that you may if you're going through it or you've gone through it or you know, kind of have like, yeah, I can feel like, you know, I don't have a sexual attraction or I don't want to do that. Like it was really, really interesting to read because I feel like at some point in our marriages, we all feel like a disconnect at some point, whether it's because of the army or the military or life or 
you're we're in that phase every that cycle of like oh it's seven years it's 13 years or whatever it is the you know it was really interesting to read it's a really quick read it was like only 174 pages so it was super quick to read um it was in it was just really interesting and I really enjoyed it like I normally don't read those type of books like I don't like it's it's not my cup of tea like I would love to like being but I just find myself drifting off like during those type of books so um but again I wanted to support a support a fellow military spouse so I was like I'm gonna read it um and it was it was a great read but yeah it's one of those I want to read with my spouse but I don't think he'll read it (laughs) we tend to listen to books together so I would say that like it's an interesting fact it, like it would be interesting for a male to read because it gives them the perspective of why our mind goes one way um but there's a lot of like data in it which is what I liked about it I think that's why I liked it so much was because there was a lot of like you know Courtney really did do a good job of researching and pulling in not only like her experiences but experience of other military spouses as well and as a military spouse, it was really cool to be like, oh, like I'm not alone. And I feel like a lot of us feel alone mm-hmm. at certain, like certain aspects. And then like, you know, the whole like taboo of like, you know, like, I, I feel like the last two years, like I've only ever been comfortable to talk about what goes behind closed doors with other people, because we've always kind of been taught, like, that's not something we talk about. Um, and I think, again, it's a generational thing and it's, it's a little bit more open nowadays. And she, she goes into that, like, you know, we, we were trained, this was what was drilled into our heads as kids. Absolutely. And we don't talk about that kind of stuff. Like, oh no, like, you know, type of thing. And I was just like, oh yeah, like, I don't ever remember having this conversation with my parents. You know, I just kind of knew, Hey, we were teen pregnancy. Don't have sex. There was <laughs> yeah. no like why or what, you know, none of that. So um, it was an, it was an interesting read. And I think that if anyone's ever struggled with how to express them sexually, like whether it's to express it with their partner or themselves, like she talks about like, um, masturbation and things like that and how that's really taboo too. And so, um, and how just different ways to like overcome that or how to retrain your brain to say it's okay. Um, and I think that's important. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but like I said, again, it's not my cup of tea. My cup of tea is a little bit different. <laughs> so in the nonfiction room, I'm really, really mean. I guess <laughs> my stars. I was scrolling through here. I was like, oh, I only have like two five stars. I don't know because <laughs> I don't. I I think I take a little bit of a break and then actually do the stars because if I do it right out of the book, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was great. But then if I actually yeah. sit back and think about it, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, was it? Um, obviously so the first I, one was Star and Starlight. If you guys know Zodiac Academy, that was the book A. And I liked it, but I didn't like it. It was too long. I'm just frustrated at this point. <laughs> if you know Zodiac Academy, like why do we have to keep waiting? And they keep making announcements about like these tiny novellas they're no, putting out that are yeah. just like, I don't want to, I want to just finish the book. So, yeah. so that was, that's like that whole series is just a good read. Like if you just need something that is fast paced, something that you can just be sucked into, it's a good series. Yeah. For sure. That's what we were kind of started to talk about before we started recording was I need to like in my bullet journal or in Notion or something, start like 
where I write the description of the books in there and stuff because I have a problem of like Goodreads has my review but it's literally a review so then when the, I'm writing all these silly series that never end and they are <laughs> books you're waiting for for and years that book series is really long I so if you don't if know you yeah and I don't remember what happened and so it's like I either have to reread or I have to go like watch some YouTube video about the book yep. and it's so yeah, frustrating to talk to, like yeah I feel like my thing right now is I just want some really good standalones because I keep getting sucked into these really great like series and I honestly there's only been like a couple books that I've not like really cared for that I've read this year but there's been some series where I'm just like where's this been all my life like this was such a good series um so like I, so the series I've read so far this year that I've really enjoyed are the Plated Prisoner series. And it was, I really enjoyed it. There were certain parts where it was a little slow, but as a series as a whole, it was really, really good. Um, so a new series that's kind of come out that I really liked that I don't think is talked a lot right now is the, um, the Kingdom of the Crows. So it's the House of Beating Wings and the House of Pounding Heart. And book three just came out. Um, and I really enjoyed that series. And I think, I don't know if it's just because there's not been a hype up about it. And I was kind of like the first of my, I feel like I'm always behind everybody when I'm reading the books. So it was like yeah. a story, like a story that I've read before everybody that I like talk to. About I love books. reading books that don't have hype because yeah. I hate being disappointed with books. I think that's my biggest thing is like, if everybody else is like, oh, this is the best book ever. And I read it and I'm like, no so, and that's kind of like what I <laughs> felt about other books like uh Rapsonic Rhapsodic whatever it's called the bar the the first book in the Bargainer Bargainer series it, it felt short for me but I feel like that's because it was so hyped up like it was an okay book but like I don't know like that's one of the book series where I'm like I don't really think I'm gonna move on to the next book like it wasn't anything to me yeah we um, read one recently that was hyped all over TikTok Jade City uh, we read it together. We listened to it on our walks, but I just can't. It's so political. Everything is about politics. And I'm not even that like drawn into the few characters that are like big. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll finish this series. Like, and everybody's like, this is the best fantasy series I've read in a long time. But to me, it also wasn't fantasy. Yeah, I haven't even heard of that series. <laughs> it wasn't really fantasy. The only thing that made a fantasy is because they wore jade and it made them stronger. Otherwise, it no. was just political mob wars, basically. I was like, I don't really get this book at all. Yeah, I'm reading um the Bonds at Taya series right now, and I'm obsessed with it. Like, it's a reverse harem. No, yes. Maybe. I need to learn book talk lingo. That's my <laughs> issue right now. So um, it's a fantasy book, and there's some spice in it. And it's, it's not super spicy, which is nice. The book I'm currently on is spicy. That's why I can't listen to it in the car. But anyways, um, like it's a, it's an easy read. So I think that's why I like it. Like, it's just an easy, it flows really good. There's not a lot of fluff. Um, there's just enough to build up the, the, the anticipation and the, what you need to know. Um, I think that's where Zodiac Academy kind of fell for me. There was just a lot of stuff where I'm like, why is that even in here? Yeah. But it was you were you were sucked in on the storyline um and that's how I feel on this and one the characters I think that that book the reason mm -hmm. I love it is the characters she the draws character. characters really well yeah and that's why I like the bonds that ties I really like the characters and I think that's why I like fourth wing so much um a 
I think it deserves the hype it's getting. Um, but I will say though, if you are not a dystopia, if you didn't like Hunger Games or uh, Divergent growing up, and I think that's why it's clicking so well with our generation compared to like maybe the younger generation, it has that vibe. But I'm loving the characters in this book. But I think I also like. I connect with characters that I I can reflect myself into. Like yeah. I could see, like oh like I can feel. I didn't like, realize I do that so much, but yeah. my brother came to visit on the well. We went on a trip this last weekend, and he had left me uh, a book to read. And then I was like, oh, here's all the books that I've read recently. You can take anything you want. And he was looking through them, and I was like, but they're all in female perspective. I don't really want to read. This. I was like, oh wait, they are. Like I don't even realize that I'm reading that. I don't know if the, how I'm even managing to do that because they're just books that I picked up that the story sounded cool. I, I don't even know if I knew they were in the female perspective when I, I bought I them. I feel like a lot of fantasy storylines are in a female perspective for the majority part, but I feel like that's, I feel like, I don't know, that is more of a female genre. But I mean, especially I, the I know spicy like romance that we're yeah. kind of in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we like that little bit of spice we like the little I think that's why I like this character because the main male character for some reason reminds me of Jeremy <laughs> like you know the You're dark it. like always really quiet and then kind of has something snarky to say like that's just the vibe I get from this character and that's just my husband to a T and so I'm just kind of like oh and then like the female character is like considered like a weakling and I don't see myself as a weakling but I'm definitely not my strongest self, I guess. Like, I could be. So, um, so I'm, like, vibing with this book. And it's definitely the book I've read the fastest in forever. Which is, I, I personally, that that shows that I'm really interested in this book. because yeah, The I, only TikTok one that I actually really liked was uh, The Housemaid. See, I haven't I, read it. You, you should read it? it. It was, okay. I, I read it probably in two days. It's not a very long book. And it's crazy. Um, if you read it, okay, you know, I'll, I'll have to... uh, the second one was super disappointing though, because it was okay. basically the same thing as the first one. And you just kind of like, that's annoying. Yeah. That's annoying when like, you're like, oh, I'm going to read the next book. And then it either doesn't get better or it's just like, this is literally what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of like me. I don't know. And the only other one that I have on here is a five star. There was a lot of good books that I read, but they just kind of weren't that great was the daughters of war. And I just finished that one. And the daughter of no world book off of thrift books no. immediately daughter of what daughters of war it's of it's war. about world war ii they're french girls that were yeah. invaded by the nazis and it was really cool and then i just went to france this last weekend so i got the like perspective of exactly where they lived kind of situation and it, it was different to see it from the world war ii from a different perspective i guess mm -hmm. from like a country who was not involved but they were so much forced to be involved in the situation yeah. and so, it's a series too so I'm excited to read them because like I really like, like historical fiction books like that is like my other like and I so I finally finished the diamond eye like I bought that book last year and then I I finished that actually on my way up to Tennessee this past week um I um, and I really enjoyed it because it was another like it follows so it's based off of a real person and her like information about her and then it was just kind of like fluffed up and stuff so it was really interesting to like 
you know, it was a Russian female sniper. So it was, you know, really interesting to kind of get another view of, you know, World War II. From a different perspective, absolutely. Totally different perspective because like you're getting like, you know, her like um that's by Kate Quinn and I really like her as an author like I have like there none of her books really disappointed me and you know you have like you know most of the other you know one book's about a spy one book's about a decoder um but this one was someone who was on the line who was injured who is a real life person like you know um who really was a person who did all these things so it was really interesting to read a different perspective um, and I actually enjoyed it. Like, I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy it, but um, it was, I mean, I gave it a four star just because I liked the other books from her a lot better, but right. um, it was, you know. Yeah. I've only had one book this year that I was just like, nope, <laughs> was not it for me at all. Uh, I, we listened to it as a couple, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Um, <laughs> I've come to the perspective of, I just don't like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> did he read it too? Like, yeah, did he hear it? He had to listen to his voice the whole time. And I was just like, and Dustin loved it. So I think it's just oh, a difference of course between he... female and male perspective of it, yeah, I think. Because my brother, I talked to him about it and he loved it too. So I'm like, I don't know, I just fucking do not like him. It made me not want to ever watch him in a movie again. Really? Uh, I was just like, it's a big no for me, but I had to get through the whole thing because Dustin was enjoying it. So That's I had to so... keep listening to it. I'm just like zoned out on the walk. Like I can't hear him talk about Because he talked about wet dreams three times three times three times okay and in detail about the dreams and they're not like sexy wet dreams they're he's like weird ass things that he thinks of and I'm just like I can't oh my god downright impersonable (laughs) yeah there was only I feel like the only book that I there's two books that I read this this year that I was just like I think one of them was hyped up and it was stalking Jack the Ripper and I just, I didn't like oh, it. No, I mean, yeah. it just wasn't it. It was very, um, like, the twist of Jack the Ripper story was kind of cool. But it was just, it was, that was one of those books that was super hyped up. And everyone was like, this is great. And it was just like, it, it really wasn't. <laughs> and then uh, last month I read Twisted Love. It I don't wasn't think I can get into that series. I think it's too dark All that, like too far into that that genre (laughs) so it gave me it to me it literally was 50 shades of gray rewritten to a modern time with the dark twist of murder yeah into it and I was just like it wasn't a bad book but it was like it's one of those books where I'm like I won't probably read the rest of the series I think it just went too far that was one that I like read the thing of and I was like "Eh, it's just too much we went too far into the like spicy to a world that I would never live in, I guess. So, yeah. Well, and I feel like I can handle spice. I don't know. Like, I like spicy books, but, like, it literally felt like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Like, just reread. And I was just like, this. it, it felt like I've already read this story. It's just, you made the character, non-white character, made them non-white characters. And then you added in the revenge plot twist type of thing. And that was the only difference to me. Yeah. The only difference. So, um, and that was the only other book that I was just like, eh. Like. I actually didn't finish one book and it was 
Eat, Pray, Love. I bought it when I was in Italy and I was like, oh, I'm going to read this. Hated it. Immediately hated it. I only got through a few chapters and I was like, she is just whiny. She's not even appreciating the things she's doing and kidding. And I just could not. I was like, I cannot read this. I have not DNF any books yet. Partially because I've already paid for them on like, especially if it's an audible. If it's an audible, I push through and I finish listening to it. Now I have DNF series. Like I said, like I'm not going to like... I don't think I'm going to continue. I haven't decided if I'm going to continue the War of Lost Hearts series, which is the first book was Daughter of No Worlds. Like it was a good book, but it just, I feel like I like the other series better that I've been reading. So I've been focusing on them though, on those. So I may go back later and re- finish that series, but it's just kind of been like, it was an okay book. Yeah. Um, but, um, and then I'm currently reading... Like I said, I'm reading four books right now, but one I have kind of tucked away until I finish fourth wing, which I should have fourth wing finished tonight, maybe tomorrow. It's good. It deserves the hype that it's getting, but only if you like that kind of storyline. Like if, if you did not like Divergent and you did not like um, Hunger Games if you don't like, well, I don't know about the dragon part because I have a friend who says she hates books about dragons and she loved this book. I'm super excited for it just because of the dragon part because I read Throne of Glass and the dragon in there I was absolutely in love with. And so like- I'll have to like try to get you the book and send it to you. Like it's, right now it's just- I was gonna say, I don't know where you're gonna get it. It's insane. I don't know where I'd get it right now either. Oh. Um, but it is, like it took, I ordered mine on Mother's Day. And it, I didn't get it for like a month later. And I was so worried that I wasn't going to get the pretty sprayed edges. Cause oh, I was like, yeah. I knew I should have picked it up when I saw it in the stores. And I was like, no, I'll just <laughs> But you're wait. already be mad because she's going to put the second book out. Like not look at all like that one. She's going to put them out as two not, and they're going to be beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think, um, I don't, I think the second book has been said that it's going to have black sprayed edges, but it's not going to have the gold stenciling, which I'm okay with. Like, Nobody's going to see that part of your book. No, shelf, like, honestly, It's okay. Um, my, I always just kind of like this, like if I have it in hardback, I want all the hardbacks or if I have it paper, I want it on paper. Yeah. You know, you can see my, I know you can't see it, but like, like how it's grilled. <laughs> like so cute. <laughs> I like the three books. So nobody can see it anyways. <laughs> I have a lot of books though that I, on there that I'm going to, I need to read though on my bookshelf. I'm reading two, three books. I'm reading The Homewreckers. I don't know what it is, but I got it Kindle Unlimited for free, obviously. Um, Beyond the Wand, I wanted to read it so bad. And that's the one that my brother brought me, the Tom Felton book, uh, Draco Malfoy. Oh, you can tell me how that one is. Yeah, I'm excited to read it. I know it's basically just about Harry Potter. So it's, it's going to be mean, good, right? Okay. Yeah. And then I'm reading Cultish, which is an, a nonfiction about cults and cult language and stuff. So it's interesting. It's something... Gets me through washing dishes every day. You're reading a very good bride variety. I am reading one non-fantasy book. So I'm reading The Seven Husbands of Ev- Evelyn Hugo. And then Fourth Wing. And then the second book of the... Um, so I'm reading The Ashes and the, Cro- the Star-Crossed King. And then I'm reading the third book in the Bonsetaya series. So 
I have a and ton I of books, it. though, in my Kindle library that I don't even want to talk about with that, the 30th. I was like, I'm not going to do that again. I did it the time before, and I never read any I was literally just getting ready to say I was literally just getting ready to say, I downloaded a bunch during Stuff Your Kindle Day. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm ever going to read any of these, but I have them in there. So I have maybe. so many books in my Kindle library. It's unreasonable. Like there's so <laughs> many that I want to read. And I'm like, will I ever read these? I have absolutely no idea. But the one that I just got tonight that I'm super excited about is the, the Serpent and the Wings of Night. Yes. So that one's really good. So the 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 king of the, the, the last book that I said, um, or the... Oh goodness gracious. Um the, the it's such a long title, so I always have to look at it when I read it. Um The Kingdom. Nope. The Ashes and the Star Crossed King is book two to that series. So I really like there's a novella that I would suggest reading before you read book two. It's really short. It's called like the Six Scorched Roses or something. Um they're all on they're all on Unkindle unlimited um and it introduces two characters that are in book two and i don't really know if it's important like the character shown up a couple times in book two but i don't know like that story hasn't played a role in this story yet so i don't know if it's really if important it to, or not. Yeah. if it will or not like it talks about the character and i think he's important somehow like it talks anyways there there's a short novella uh, that like goes in between like I read that one super quick in between um and then I've been this one I've had a, I've had a hard time reading through it but I think it's just because it's on my kindle and I was I having I was having a hard time reading on my kindle for a while but then I purchased like a kindle like paperweight yeah. and so I've been able to read in bed when it's dark and it's been a little bit easier because I have the kindle scribe and I love that but it's so big <laughs> so it's not like it's not very um, and I bought it for different reasons. I, I bought it to read on, but I also bought it for note taking and stuff for like work and stuff um, to kind of save on all my paper scraps that I have. Um, but it's not comfortable to read like in bed. Like it's, it's, it's as big as an iPad, if not bigger. And so I was like, this is not any fun. That was like landing on your face. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just like my hands were hurting, my hands, my arms were falling. It's like, I couldn't like lay on my side, like, and like, fetal position anything like that um and so I bought like a I got a, a Kindle um paperweight off of marketplace for like 40 bucks um and it you know has like a little like dent on the screen but it doesn't really bother me so it works out fine so yeah um, and so now I can sit in the dark and read and not <laughs> and on my have more time to read there's less excuses right <laughs> so the last couple nights, so I've been reading Fourth Wing, and I've had the lamp on, and I keep like, Jeremy, is this okay? He's like, yeah, it's fine. And he's like curling up and going to sleep. And I'm like, I feel bad. I should turn the light off. But like, I really want to keep reading. Um, you know, like lamp thing that goes on I your do. book. I had one. I've had like several, but my kids keep finding them and breaking them. And I'm just like, ah. like You're one of the cool ones that are like rulers that have like light that just kind of glows yeah. out of it. Well, in all fairness, the ones that I keep buying are the ones from like the dollar like the target three dollar section so like they're probably not built to last anyways but you know um I enjoyed getting back into this hobby like it's kind of given me like a little bit of myself back but it also like is a great escape like we have a crazy life you know not only is it crazy because we have kids 
but it's crazy because we're military spouses. It's crazy because we're just people in today's world and it can be crazy and chaotic and kind of scary at times. And it's really nice to just escape. And I like, you know, I think I've said this before. I'm a very visual reader. So like I fully escape into the books. Like I can see the me world too. inside yeah. my head and I can visualize the character and I'm so weird like like if they make like a noise or something I will do it out loud just to make sure it was organic <laughs> to see what it's like it's like the TikToks like, of the like, like the stop, I'm like wanting to see what like leaned against the frame of the door <laughs> like if they make a noise or if they do something I'm like in my in my mind or 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 out loud a lot of times my kids are like why are you scoffing or something like that and I'm like well because I just wanted to see if it fit right in this like dialogue um and it's so funny because I'll just randomly do something and I'm just like don't just don't don't worry about me it's fine but it is a great escape and I I think that especially if you're going through deployments that that's a great way to not watch tv and not be on your social media and worrying about stuff what also what's really great about that is you and your spouse could read the books together and that gives you something to talk about like I feel like there are some spouses who kind of like sometimes we just don't know what to talk about find a hobby to do together, whether it's reading or I don't know, there's so many different things that you guys could both do while he's deployed because they, I mean, majority of the time they have some downtime, you know, you can even watch shows together. You can watch, you can do painting nights. Well, kind of, you could send the kit, like a kit to do it. I think, I think it just depends on like your personalities. Like I feel like Jeremy and I would potentially read this. I don't think I could ever get him to read my fantasy books but read a few of mine but not he, all he of them. has yeah and I'm I mean I would be shocked if Jeremy picked up one of these books and read it and be like I like this like it's just not I, I mean <laughs> I don't know but you know like the other night like he pulled out a book that he was reading that he bought that was um like he bought right before he went to West Point and stuff and uh I was like oh like we're like two cute couples like reading books in bed like this is so fun um but, you know, reading books while you're deployed, that gives you something to talk about, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, books- especially if you don't have kids. I do feel like yeah. the deployments that I've gone through without the kids, it was weird because like, what are you going to update him on? Like my job, he doesn't care what I'm doing at my part-time job. Like, I miss you. Why yeah. aren't you calling me more? Things like that. So it is different when you have kids because then you can just literally talk about what the kids are doing like yeah. all the time. Um, but it's nice to have like something where you're like, I know I can talk about this. Like, okay, did you finish chapter two yet? Like, I have to talk to you about like what happened in this yeah, chapter. For sure. Um, and I think that's a great way to also maybe spice up your relationships, start a hobby together. Like, it doesn't have to just be for yourself. It could be any kind of hobby. Just make, like, hiking. All of that is nice hiking. to do together. Yeah. yeah. Be or or show interest in the other person's hobby, even if it's not something you like to do. Like, just you know. Try. Try, try it. And then you'll be surprised on what may come out of it. Like, you know, like Jeremy, Jeremy got into hunting. I was like, mm, I'm never going to be interested in that. And then I was like, after a couple of years, uh, after like a year, I was like, you know, I think I want my own bow. Like, I think it would just be fun to shoot the bow in the backyard with you. And then maybe like when the kids get older, I can go out with you and, and go sit in a tree quietly. Read a book. Hours. Read a book. Maybe <laughs> go hunting. I don't know. But, um, I was like, maybe I should learn how to do the bow first. Yeah, so, that's a good idea. Um, and like I said, like he just got a motorcycle and I was just like, oh. you, he has, and boys, boys have expensive hobbies. They Don't do. let them try to really do. that girls have expensive hobbies. I mean, books can be expensive, but there's ways around that to where it's not expensive. 
my God, my husband's hobbies <laughs> Always. are so expensive. Shooting, hunting, now motorcycle, like... That one's going to get expensive fast. He <laughs> starts buying more stuff for it too. Oh man. You know, I didn't even know he was getting this. Like I knew he was, he wanted a motorcycle and I knew like I had already agreed like, yeah, you can get one. Like it's fine. I swear to God, I thought we were going to get it after he moved. No, no. I got a text saying, don't freak out. Something happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh Lord, what happened? thinking he might have broke something but then back in my mind I was like that person (laughs) went and bought a motorcycle lo and behold he sends me a picture of him on a motorcycle in our driveway and I was like how did you even get that home like you don't know how to drive this apparently he figured it out fast he figured it out fast because he met us and (laughs) he drove up so I had him meet us in in Greensboro on our way back from Tennessee I was like let's take the kids to the, the the science center the dummy comes rolling in on that new motorcycle. I was like, wonderful. This is what it this is what has started. Like he's going out with his friends tomorrow on a ride. I was like, Yay. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Well, this was but, fun to talk about. This was something I, different. It <laughs> was. We talk about the same topics. I mean, we did, I mean, that's military life and it's fun, mm-hmm. but but it's nice to have like these like everyday chats that like we can just take a breath and be like, this is what brings us joy. Like make, like find, find your joy too. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us chat about all kinds of things. It kind of went off the rails in a lot of ways, but that's okay. That's um, us. <laughs> that's us in general. Right. So we will be back. We have more episodes already that we're recording this month, even. So we have more things coming up. I can't think of what they, I know we are talking travel soon. I don't know. We have a lot of really cool guests that are signed up for the rest of the year. We were booked all the way through the year. So really excited to bring you guys some more awesome resources and fun things to talk about. Um, if you want to find us anywhere, you can find us. We do have Facebook and Instagram. So we would love for you to join us on those channels and come join the chat and tell us what books you are reading or what your hobbies are. And we will catch you guys on the next one. And like we like to say, ruck up buttercup. <laughs>